Welcome to Mind Design, the podcast that combines psychology, coaching, and mindfulness to help you redesign your thoughts, understand yourself better, and propel you into an empowered life. I'm your host, Katrina Murphy, a life coach who believes that one of the greatest gifts that you can give yourself is the gift of loving and fully accepting who you are. Join me each week for powerful conversations, uplifting interviews, and a mega dose of inspiration. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I'm gonna I'm going to talk about narcissism, um, and I think that this is probably going to be a, a two part episode again. I'm going to try and keep it as condensed and to the point. There's going to be a lot of information. Um, but this is based on a blog article I wrote from a couple of years ago, actually a couple of blog articles that I wrote, um, that have been very well received and I think are, are serving people well, um, to not only understand what a narcissist looks like, but to understand, I think the easier, um, way to understand or see a narcissistic, um, relationship is to look at the person, um, and I'm going to speak in terms of them being a victim, look at the person who is um, the recipient of or in the relationship with the narcissist to examine what that looks like. So again, a lot of information. I hope this is helpful to you. Uh, So let's jump in. Um, Narcissism, obviously, it's a term that gets thrown around pretty, pretty often these days. And I think it's, it's, often confused or thrown around too loosely, right? We're not talking about selfish behavior. Um, we're not talking about people who don't think about the needs of others. Um, that could be a byproduct of maturity or upbringing or a lot of different things. But narcissists, a true narcissist, create a relationship with someone based on control and manipulation. And this relationship is designed to feed their own ego. And it's a systematic dynamic of control and manipulation that creates an abusive situation for their partner. And I'm going to talk about the partner in terms of being narcissistic supply, because that partner is actually giving something to the narcissist. They're supplying them with what they need. Um, unfortunately, because of the sophisticated methods of the narcissist, um, it can be hard to understand or determine if the relationship is actually, if they are a narcissist, if the relationship is abusive, it can be very difficult because they are very charming and um, fun to be around and charismatic. You know, someone who suffers with, who's an actual narcissist, a diagnosed narcissist, or a nurse is narcissistic as defined in the Diagnostic and Statistics Manual, they suffer from narcissistic personality disorder, um, displays a a series of uh, very definitive characteristics. And if you ask them if they're a narcissist, they're probably going to say yes. But a, a narcissist really wants to control and manipulate the situation. Fundamentally, they lack empathy. They lack the ability to 
understand the perspective of the other person. They lack the ability to um, really care about how they impact the other person. They can say that they do. They can um, pretend to a certain extent. But at some point, you know, the mask is going to come off and you're going to see them for who they are. So the most common thought, you know, when we're thinking about someone who is narcissistic, we're thinking of the grandiose narcissist. It's the most obvious type of narcissism. They have outward charm and confidence and they're, they're, they're obviously overcompensating for their internal securities and vulnerability. Grandiose, grandiose narcissists are all about extroversion. They are dominant pursuit and in pursuit of power and status. Think about lawyers and doctors or even politicians who pursue power in order to help them empower others. Narcissists aren't wired that way. It's all about them. So a grandiose narcissist will be very outgoing, very extroverted. They'll want to be the life of the party. They'll want to have a lot of attention. They'll make grandiose gestures. But that's not the only kind of narcissism that there is. There's also a vulnerable narcissist or covert narcissist. And they kind of fly under the radar. They have a high self-esteem, but they're very quiet and reserved. To a vulnerable narcissist, they are perfect, but the world is out to get them. Try as they might, they never get the attention they want. So they manipulate the people around them to get it. The most prominent feature of a vulnerable narcissist is their constant victimization mentality. They're always the victim and always require sympathetic attention. They're emotionally draining to be around. Mostly because of how sensitive they are on top of being emotionally draining. Their mission in life is to get the people around them to see them as the perfect creatures that they are. Vulnerable narcissists are quite prone to developing depression. The life they live doesn't meet the fantasy of the life they feel entitled to. So some covert narcissists will actually hurt themselves or threaten more serious self-harm as a means of getting attention. Vulnerable narcissists are one of the few people who tend to make threats of self-harm in order to get attention and rarely follow through with it. Vulnerable, nar vulnerable narcissists mostly appear introverted and calm. But emotional regulation can still be difficult for and confusing because of the self-esteem issues that they have. The first line of narcissistic defense for the vulnerable narcissist includes being passive, aggressive, and shutting people out to punish them. They will always play the victim card. And so will the grandiose narcissist. Because they do see themselves as the victim, regardless of the circumstances. So how do you deal with a narcissist? It's, it's challenging. And there are self-aware narcissists. Um, and there are people in relationships with narcissists that are making it work. My experience has been that, especially in a relationship with a grandiose narcissist, um, it's going to be very challenging 
to have a healthy relationship because the pattern within the relationship is going to be abusive. But obviously, depending on the narcissist that you're dealing with, the way to approach them is going to be different. One of the key things, you know, that you need to, that you need to create, keep foremost in your mind is to set healthy boundaries. And there aren't a lot of strategies that are going to help you in having a healthy relationship with the narcissist unless they are able to get some help. But, you know, a true narcissist needs to kind of, is kind of a parasite, so to speak, but they, they're, they need something from you. And so it's, it's, it's often a very, um, one way, one-sided relationship. But if you're, if you're set on staying in the relationship with the narcissist, or it is a parent, because it's not always a romantic relationship. It could be a sibling. It could be a parent. If you need to stay in that relationship or want to stay in that relationship, you really have to get very clear about what the terms are for you, what the terms are in engagement. What are the rules for them engaging with you or being in a relationship with you. Those are the boundaries that you need to set. So you need to decide what is it that they do that you find, let's say, abusive. What is it that they do that makes you feel uncomfortable? And what boundaries do you need to set around that to make sure that you're in, to make sure that you are healthy within that relationship. You can't take care of them. What all you can do is take care of yourself. And so you really need to establish what are the boundaries? What are the terms of engagement that I need to create so that I can ensure that this is a healthy relationship for me or as healthy as it can possibly be. Trying to be rational with the narcissist is not going to, to be realistic. Um, but it is potential is there to create a relationship from a distance that's manageable for you. So now that I've kind of gone over what it looks like, what the two different forms of narcissism are, and there's obviously more information online. The next part to this series is going to be about what the victimology looks like for someone who's been in a narcissistic relationship for a, you know, a considerable period of time what, what we see in those individuals. Um, and I'm gonna, this is obviously to help you, um, if you know someone, um, uh, or are struggling yourself, um, maybe the information will resonate with you. So that's it for today. Love and light. I'll be back around with, with part two. Take care.